welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Welcome to this week's episode. I hope you are well. I hope you are enjoying some sunshine wherever you are. It is actually quite sunny this week in the UK and we are definitely enjoying getting a bit more outside. Lockdown not quite over, but we are on our way, fingers crossed. Now, the reason I mentioned lockdown is because without lockdown, this this episode wouldn't have happened. I was chatting on a call with a group of businesswomen. We have sort of come together to support each other during lockdown. And the subject that this call was about was about podcasts. And a couple of the people on there have their own podcast. And the issue of difficult guests and difficult interviews came up. And one name, one guest, one interviewee was mentioned. So I had listened to the particular episode that was being talked about. And oh my goodness, I had so many flashbacks to, well, more than one interview that I've done along the years. But in fact, there was one in particular that it just reminded me of. Um, Now this, I'm going to stress this right now. This episode and these flashbacks have nothing to do with any of the guests I have spoken to on any of my podcasts, okay? This is back in my radio days when I had some terrible, terrible experiences doing interviews. So if you're thinking, oh, hang on, Charlotte, last week you spoke to Charles. Was he difficult? No, he wasn't. And next week I got guests as well, and they weren't difficult either. This really, truly is to do with my uh, radio past. So this guest in particular, this one guest that I just keep thinking about, um, I'm trying to work out a way that I can describe who it is without giving the name away. It's a man. That that much is going to become very clear in a minute. It is a man and he was local to where I was, but not local at the same time. So I think he'd moved down to London, living life in London. Bit of a celebrity. He'd been on telly. I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of a crush on him before it was particularly good looking and so did my friends as well. I thought it was going to be a really fun interview. I thought we'd have a bit of a giggle, bit of a chat and it would be one of those interviews that I would listen back to and smile. Um, <laughs> I'm just going back to it now, that's why there's some silence there. I had a countdown in the office as well with how long it was until he was going to be in the newsroom and I, or in the studio, sorry, and I was going to interview him. I was so, so, so excited. And, um, and then he arrived and it was obvious, really, really obvious from the second he stepped into the building or I stepped into the studio with him, he did not want to be there. Not at all. Now, that's not to say he was grumpy or rude, 
but he just wasn't playing the game. He was not playing along at all. I made a joke, silence. I got the short standard answers to everything. And the whole time I was doing this interview, most of me was dying on the inside. There's a photo because at the end of radio interviews, because this is a pre-recorded interview to go out later on that day. And there's a photo of me and him in front of the, the, the radio station's banner. And um, <laughs> it's, I just think of it now and I can see it now. It is so awkward. My face just looks full of just what has happened, what went on here, how was this so terrible? And he's just there going, he's almost in his head, he is looking at the clock going, can I go now? Am I done? Can I just go? In his defence, I think he'd been doing the circuit and I think he had been doing a lot of interviews and probably uh, some of the blame has to be on me as well because it's fair to say I probably didn't do the right prep. I was probably too caught up in the fact I fancied the pants off him and I was probably not on my finest form either. So there is a little bit of responsibility with me. There's lots of reasons why people can be a little bit awkward and don't fall into the trap thinking it's just big names and celebrities that might be awkward or pain in the backside. Sometimes normal people can be and will be awkward as well. But like I say, there are lots of reasons that people might be awkward. It could be that they've been forced to do the interview by their boss, by their PR people. They just don't want to do it. And if you're anything like me, if you don't want to do something, you're not being difficult because you're being difficult for being difficult sake. You're being difficult because you don't want to do it and you're putting those barriers up. It could be that your guest is simply nervous. There are two ways I go when I'm nervous. I either talk far too much or I just shut up. Total, total opposite. And yes, I do get nervous, honestly. It might be that your guest is shy. It might be that your guest is worried about getting it wrong. They might, they might be worried that they'll say something daft, say something wrong. They'll be ridiculed. They'll have people laughing at them. They'll have their mates listening to the podcast. They'll have their boss they'll have their family and they'll be worried that they're going to get it wrong and people will think they're silly. And as I've already briefly touched on, it could be down to you as the interviewer. Yeah, sometimes it is down to you asking the questions and me asking the questions as well. And last of all, my list of reasons why sometimes people can be awkward in an interview. I've written simply, because they are an ass. Sometimes people are just awkward for the sake of being awkward. And I've got a few ways of dealing with those people in particular. But I just wanted to share with you some of the things that you can do to make sure your guest doesn't become a difficult interview. And it's mainly down to prep. Yep, prepping, prepping, prepping prepare the guests, so prepare them, but also prepare yourself too. Now, hands up, I have been guilty of creating a bad interview situation because of a lack of preparation. You need to prep your guest. 
Now, in an ideal world, you know that ideal world, it's the great place, none of us live there. But if we did live there, in this ideal world, you'll have plenty of time to speak to your guests before you interview them. This will get help you get a feel for who they are, how they're going to react, and most importantly, you can dig out some juicy bits of information before they get it on tape. There we are, me show my age, get it on tape before you record them. You can ask them what they feel comfortable about talking about and more importantly, what they don't feel comfortable talking about. Now, this is really important if you're doing a particularly personal interview. The last thing you want is them worrying that you're going to talk about a subject that they don't want to talk about. Or if you do broach that subject without realising it's a really sensitive subject, they might clam up and that can lose you the rest of the interview. So if before the interview even starts, you've almost got your 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 rules written down. It's a fine line for me between whether you send a guest your exact questions or not. My background in journalism, my background in radio, my gut instinct from that is that you don't send them the exact questions, but you send them the topics and the areas you want to talk about. The reason for this is if you give someone the exact questions and then you don't ask those exact questions, that can probably throw them. They might be able to come back to you and say, you told me you were going to ask me these questions and you only asked this question and then this question was brand new and they kind of have a point. And the other reason that I don't do it is because you can be halfway through a conversation with someone and they'll say something you were not expecting And if you haven't got that question ready and then you ask that question, it's not fair on them. They've prepared 10 questions and then you're going to go off down a completely different tangent because they've said something that has surprised you. So what I tend to do in my pre-interview chats is I will say all this to them. I'll say, look, more than happy to tell you what I want to get from the interview. You tell me what you want to get from the interview. These are the areas I'll talk about. Ask, Tell me now what you don't want to talk about, what you're happy talking about. And I won't send you questions because you may say something that is going to shock and surprise me. And I may want to go down that route a bit further. Most people at this point are happy because they know what's going to go on. It gives them a little bit of control back. It gives them the opportunity to ask you questions as well about the process. And it's good for you as well, because you get a feel for how they're going to be, how they're going to respond to questions, whether you can get away with jokes, whether you need to be more serious, what the tone of your interview is as well. Now, ways of getting around this, if people say, oh, I don't really know if I want to do a pre-chat, tell them that it's like a dress rehearsal and a tech check as well, particularly at the moment when so many of us are recording remotely. Just say, look, we'll do a quick couple of questions, a quick chat over whichever method it is that you're going to use to do your recording. And then that way you can say to them that we're just making sure that everything works your end and everyone is comfortable. Or just plain and simple, call it a research call and say, look, I just want to get the best on the interview. And it's about showcasing you on my podcast. Once you've done this chat, if you are at all uncomfortable or not sure that the guest is right for you in the end, don't be afraid to drop them. Absolutely do not be afraid to drop them if you don't think they're going to be a good fit. Be polite, be honest up to a point. 
Remember though, this is your podcast. It's not theirs. You are the one in control. Now, I have already mentioned that we don't live in an ideal world, and I'm pretty sure you're more than aware of that right now. So if you can't have this pre-interview chat, or it just doesn't take place for whatever reason, make sure you still have plenty of contact with your guests, yeah? So use email, messages, text messages, Facebook messages, whatever, WhatsApp messages, to kind of get most of the stuff that we've already talked about done that way. Now, hands up again, there's a lot of honesty in this episode. Uh, I am very guilty of not always doing this. I'm guilty of keeping lots in my head. And if I'm being honest, that's a hangover from my radio days where I would have lots of guests who were pretty much media trained. So they knew what they were doing. They didn't need that warm up. They didn't need that little massaging. They would be good to go straight away. Podcast guests don't always have that same background, do they? So it's really important for me that I listen to my own advice. And I might just do that. I also forget that this is something I do day in, day out. Sitting or standing in front of a microphone and talking into it is pretty normal for me. Taking the time to just message your guest and massage them through the setup and calm their nerves can really, really ease that awkward guest syndrome or AGS, as I'm now never going to call it. It's ridiculous. We're still talking about prep, okay? I'm not going to make no apologies for the prep that you have to do for a, for a guest episode on your podcast. Make sure you do your prep. So this is all about your prep for the interview. Research your guest. What are they up to at the moment? Why do you want them on? What are they talking about at the moment? What are they talking about on any other interviews that they've done? Are they on social media? What are they saying on social media? What are they saying in their blogs? Have they got a podcast? What are they saying on that? You can find some really good questions from doing that. And by doing that, it shows you've taken an active interest because mention where you found that question. So if they've been posting on Instagram and they put up a really good quote, say, oh, I saw on your Instagram feed, you said this. I would like to know more about that. Or what? Met, what why does that quote strike you as particularly meaningful or whatever it is. That's just a random idea. So you can really get some good questions from the stuff that they're already posting. Show that interest in them and you're forcing them. That's not quite the right word, but you're, you know, you're forcing them really to engage with you. Listen to or read other interviews that they've done recently. What were the interesting points? What were the points that were less interesting? Really focus on the, the interesting points, but don't ask the same questions as the previous interviewers. See if you can take it a step further, maybe. Like I said in the Instagram in example, if they said something and you think, gosh, that's really interesting, ask them why they said that or what their thoughts were behind that as such, as long as that hasn't already been, been done in those other interviews. What you don't want to do is go through the same old, same old with them because that is a surefire way of not getting them engaged and getting those those standard answers. 
And it'll be boring for you. It'll be boring for your listener. And it is boring for the guest as well. And if the guest is bored, they're probably going to start getting a little bit awkward. Now, you don't need to be an interviewing genius to know what I'm about to say. But think about your questions and how they are structured. You don't want closed questions. You want open questions. So none of those yes, no, one word answer questions. Don't make it easy for them to not take part in your interview. Don't give them the opportunity or the chance to give to get out of giving you a proper answer. If they do, though, because I've done it, I do it plenty of times. I ask a closed question and immediately I sit there and go, why did you say it like that, Charlotte? That was a terrible phrasing. You're going to get a two or three word answer. And look, look, I do. So what do I do then? Well, don't be afraid of ever asking a follow-up question. So for example, let's let's imagine you have asked the guest what their favourite colour is. I don't know why you would ask that, but it could be something there. And they go, oh, purple's my favourite colour. And nothing. Say, well, why purple? What, what meaning does that colour have for you? Why does it mean more to you for, than, say, green? What feelings does purple evoke? You're making them get involved that more and explain the logic behind it. I mean, they could easily just go, I just do, I suppose. Imagine asking a grumpy teenager. That's who you're aiming at when you're writing your questions down. Also, don't be afraid of silence. Silence is such a strong weapon when it comes to difficult interviewees. If your guest is being a right pain in the backside and they're not giving you full answers, they're just giving you one word answers or yeah, I suppose, or well, that's right. Don't say anything when they finish talking. And don't, whatever you do, be the one to break, okay? You've got this, you can get through it, you can stay strong by not answering or saying anything. Do not fill that silence gap. One of you will have to break. Make sure it's them and they will start talking. You can edit the silences out, remember. This is the joy of podcasts and it being pre-recorded. Some podcasts are live, yes, but if yours is pre-recorded, you can edit the silences out. However, sometimes there is a very good reason to leave those silences in. If you want to show that someone has thought about it or someone has been particularly difficult, or they couldn't answer the question, then keep those silences in. But don't be afraid of saying nothing and wait for them to fill that gap and keep answering that question that they haven't satisfactorily answered. If you can't get an answer from someone and you really think that it needs an answer, ask the question again and again. And again, if you have to, use your judgment to decide if you think they deserve this Jeremy Paxman style interrogation. But if you really want to get something from them, just keep asking the same question. Phrase it in slightly different ways. Say, well, I'm not sure if you understood what I said. I meant this or just really keep going. They will answer it eventually. If you can see your guest, and again, it depends on the way you're recording. Obviously, at the moment, we are doing a lot of recordings 
all recordings remotely. What do I mean a lot? We're all, all recordings are remote at the moment. It just depends what technology you're using, what software you're using, as to whether you can see your guest when you're talking. If you can see them when you're interviewing them, make sure you keep smiling. Look them in the eye when they're talking in a really non-weirdo way. You know, like, Don't stare them out. That'd be terrible and scary and worrying. And not along as well. Show you are engaged when they're talking. Look like you care. Nods. Uh, nods are brilliant because you don't have to worry about you going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, over people talking. It winds me up. And again, that's a hangover from my radio days because we were always supposed to be pretty silent during people talking. Then the bulletins team could take clips. And if I was doing an interview for news, you don't want the newsreader to go, mm-hmm. Mm, mm, ooh, mm, over the person talking. You just want that person talking. So I nod a lot. You don't hear me very much during an interview because, like I say, that's a hangover from my radio days. Make sure you have plenty of questions prepared. Even if you don't use them, make sure you have them and follow up questions as well. Have them already up your sleeve in case the conversation and the interview doesn't flow. It doesn't get going. If you've got these ready to go, you have enough up your sleeve, then you will get an episode. It may not be your best episode, but you'll have an episode. And if the worst does come to the worst and your guest is being particularly difficult or they're being really short on answers or they're just giving off that vibe of I can't be bothered or I don't want to be here and it's rubbing off on you that's when it really starts to get to you because if you're anything like me you just get a little bit awkward and you're having to rely on those questions that you had and it doesn't feel right don't be afraid at this point of stopping the interview not in an aggressive kind of this interview is over you're not trying hard enough kind of way but maybe just in a in a kind of a way of just just checking that your guest is okay checking that they can still carry on with the interview because it could just be they're having a rubbish day they could just be having a day full of vulnerability and emotions and it's just not working for them today and they might be absolutely fine to do it again tomorrow or try again tomorrow or next week or whenever. It could be that. It could just simply be they're having a day of it. Give them the benefit of the doubt in this sense and try again if that works for you. And this is one of the reasons why I always say if you're doing guest interviews, make sure they're done well in advance so that you've got preparations it's all about preparation you've got preparations in place in case the guest doesn't show or they have to postpone or for whatever reason you can rely on yourself a lot more than you can rely on a guest and that's no disrespect to guests it's because it's just the way that goes so don't feel afraid or embarrassed or worried about stopping an interview and making sure the guest is okay still but like I say, just do it with a bit of kindness and love and support, maybe. Unless, of course, they are being really, really difficult and challenge them on it. If they've been challenging you throughout the interview, then don't be afraid to challenge them back. 
And if you've done the interview and it's all over and you don't want to just drink a large glass of something very alcoholic, when you listen back, ask yourself, is it a good listen? Get maybe somebody else to listen to it as well and ask yourself, do you feel comfortable listening to this? Will your listeners feel comfortable listening to this? What value is there? And if that value isn't there, it's an awkward listen. Do you really want that to go out under your brand, under your name? And if the answer's no, then don't do it. Just leave it. Or if you can't leave it, have a think about different ways you can present it. Can you chop it down into small bite-sized chunks and rather than it be uh, a straight interview, can you take little chunks from it? So let's say you've got a few good quotes, a couple of sort of 90 second sound bites each. Can you make it into a solo episode with quotes to illustrate the points? So talk about having a chat with the person you had a chat with and what you learned from them, what you learned from the interview, not never to ever speak to them again. But can you illustrate those lessons with just little snippets. So in radio terms, it would be a little bit like a report. I would call it a package in my old days. So you can rescue it that way and take away some of that awkwardness or just ditch it. Ditch it. Don't think about it again. Take your interview that you've done, if it's cringeworthy and terrible, listen back to it and learn from it. That's probably the best advice I can give. And remember, as I keep saying, your podcast is your podcast. You're not doing anybody a favour or a service if you're putting out something that you're not proud of. Least of all, you. You've got to give your listeners value and you've got to give them a reason to listen. I don't think a reason to listen should be, oh, it's making me cringe. Right, I think I've rambled on enough for now. I'd love to hear about your interviews. If you do interviews on your podcast, which have been your most cringeworthy interviews, which have been the interviews you're proud of? And I will one day tell you who that guest was that I interviewed and it was terrible and cringeworthy, but it won't be today protect the innocent and all that. Look after yourselves. Uh, I'll be back next week with a guest and it's not cringeworthy, although I could have prepped better. There's a teaser for you. You can find me on all the usual social media places. So on Facebook and Instagram, you are searching for Charlotte Foster Podcasts. On Twitter, at CF Podcasts is where you'll find me. If you want to follow me in a personal capacity on Twitter, not stalk me in real life, it's at Charlotte Foster. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can find me, Charlotte Foster, Podcast Queen. Look after yourselves and I'll be back next week.